Okay, finally, once again, and it's been a while, and uh, for a live stream, been busy making videos and uh, lots of praying, different things like that, getting into the Word, getting ready for what God has promised uh, for missionary enterprises. So we're just going to get set up here very quickly. Just going to get set up. Just get set up. We're just going to get set up here very quickly. Get everything going on the computers here. Today we are, today we are the 25th. Today we are the 25th. Today we are the 25th of May. I believe it's Thursday. And we're coming live once again from Oshawa, not Ottawa, Oshawa, Southern Ontario, Durham Region, Southern Ontario, Canada, the nation of Canada. Uh, I still have people asking me what nation I'm from. Well, just look at my profile. All right. Uh, so Canada is in North America. We're not in Africa. We're not in Asia. We're not in uh, South America. We're in North America where it gets cold out here in the wintertime. Big deal. We're used to it over here. All right. So we got a good teaching for those who want to really grow. Um, well, all my teachings have to do with discipleship. They really do. And uh, let me just get my little recorder on here for the added notes. For the extra notes. All right. Extra notes. So, and remember, we're doing podcasts with these as well as making YouTube, uh, making videos for our YouTube channel. Right? So there's my brother in from Bujiri. Here's your Daniel. I recognize your uh, profile picture. All right. So very interesting this morning. Uh, here it's morning. Here it is uh, quarter to 10, 945. And I know it's a little bit later for you guys, at least five, at least five hour difference. Blessing to you, Hazel Daniel. And uh, I'm glad you connected with uh, the brother David. Uh, from Bujiri, and also there's my brother Enoch, and uh, busy brother, busy, 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 and uh, so got a good teaching, got a good teaching, short teaching, good teaching, all right? So, you know, let's make sure that when we're, um, you know, there's a verse in First or Second Timothy talking about women, learning and learning, 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 always learning something, but never really uh, growing, spiritually and we got to be careful we don't fall into that trap either um there's a lot of knowledge out there and knowledge is great i love knowledge obviously uh spiritual knowledge <clears throat> knowledge from good books different things like that youtube videos whatever even knowledge from the lord but you got to learn how to apply it all right we got to learn how to apply it so so we can grow actually grow and change all right change isn't change until you've changed all right, so my teaching today uh, for live stream number 56, we're doing good, and I'll be planning, I'm doing more, I'm going to be doing more live streams, because uh, I'm doing less uh, videos right now for our YouTube channel, uh, so I'll be doing more live streams, so I did, actually, this is basically called your inoculation against deception, or how to inoculate yourself against all forms of deception, whether it's in the world, or in the church, it doesn't matter. The world as well, there's deception everywhere. Wherever you go, you're going to find deception. 
All right? Um, so deception has one goal, one purpose, and that's to deceive. All right? Deception, deceive. They come from the same word, right? Good morning, Brother David. So we're surrounded. Basically, we're surrounded by deception. All right? That's part of the fall of man. Never God's will for man to be deceived or to deceive others. All right? So when you're deceived yourself, then you cannot help but deceive others. It's just a no-brainer, all right? So the more truth you get inside of you, the more you can set people free, or God can set people free from being deceived or from deception, all right? So like I said, how to inoculate, all right? Inoculating yourself against deception. The word inoculate, I heard this years ago from a, a brother who passed away, unfortunately, Dave Roberson, um, and basically it's to how to immunize, immunizing yourself, <laughs> immunizing yourself against false teachers. All right. And they're teaching their false doctrines. All right. And their false doctrines, their false interpretation of scriptures. All right. How to immunize, how to immunize, immunize yourself against these. All right. And the thing is with that is that, um, inoculating yourself, immunizing yourself against false doctrine and their uh, false teachers and their false doctrines, it's going to be, it's going to take work on your part. It's going to take work on, a, it's not something that your pastor can do for you overall. It just, it's just not. It's really only something that the Holy Spirit can do for you, but he expects certain things from you. All right. Like everything else. All right. So, so much for God's sovereignty. All right. All right. God is not sovereign. All right. Uh, overall. OK. And I don't want to get into that. We already got into that a little bit before. So I had already done a seven part teaching. It's some of my first videos that I had done on YouTube years ago when I came back my first big trip in Africa. And uh, I had done a seven part teaching. There's some really good stuff on there. The videos are not the best quality. All right. But the teachings, that's what's the most important part of things, all right? And uh, and I believe in good quality videos and all that. I, I believe in that. We've done some later on because we're learning. I was learning, certainly I was learning because I knew nothing about videos. I knew nothing about YouTube, uh, YouTube channel, all that. But there's, some, there's a lot of things that we're going to need to do to protect ourselves because that's what it is, to inoculate yourself to immunize yourself, it's to protect yourself against false teachers and false their false doctrines, their false interpretations of scriptures. And unfortunately, I'm seeing this. I, I don't know everything. Sometimes I come across as if I know everything. Something I've noticed over the years, over the years, ever since I got on, especially ever since I got on social media, is that we have far too many young preachers, all right? who end up being false teachers unknowingly, unknowingly, they become false teachers simply because they picked up their doctrine from some preacher they heard at some conference or on the internet or read some book whom they thought was right in everything they had to say. And you know, this is the thing. You know, a lot of times we have these teachers, these preachers, they say something and within that same phrase or whatever, they say something that is true, and then immediately they say something that is not true, all right? And I, I've done a lot 
on myself. I've worked a lot on myself so that I can avoid all of that. So that when I do open my mouth, it's truth. Now, a lot of people, they may not think it's truth, but as long as I know it's truth because of the Holy Spirit, who is the truth, um, and he, he approves of what I'm saying, that's what matters, all right? And he's going to use it, all right? So we got to help these young preachers. And it's not just the young preachers, but you get all these young preachers. They're all worked up. They, they're on fire for God. They want to do great things for God. And that's great. That's great. You want to work with people like that. But at the same time, there's an area in their lives that is greatly lacking, all right? Greatly lacking. And this is one of them. Not It's not the only one, but it's a big one. All right. So inoculating, protecting yourself against erroneous views, erroneous views and erroneous interpretations of scriptures is key to walking in divine discernment, divine discernment. All right. To discern. So when you hear something, you know, when you hear someone saying something, teaching something, I get red flags right away. I it just I just I pick it up right away. I've been at this for years. And I've been like this for years because of what we're going to be looking at today. So the first thing I want to look at today is going to be kind of short. One of the first things I want to look at is the, the there's actually five keys. Well, actually, I did I did 10 keys on my website. But Dave talked about five keys. Well, we're going to look at three, uh, three of those five keys. All right. So um, so the first key we're going to look at is fasting. Fasting, you know, fasting, you know, no food, <laughs> no food. All right. That was a tough one for me uh, when the Lord uh, told me to start fasting in 2008. After I'd been listening to these two guys from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, they made much about fasting. And then the Lord finally got uh, told me, uh, I want you to start fasting. And I did. And I've been fasting ever since. So to the point I do three, 40 days a year now until I start traveling again. So lots of fasting, uh, not dry fast. No, 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 no. You got to drink lots of water, especially you people in Africa, uh, but lots of water and get some good juice too, because you're going to need the sugar. You need the sugar. Your system needs sugar. Okay. You need protein, different things like that. So you got to drink. All right. Lots of water. All right. Because if you don't, you're going to cause yourself all kinds of internal problems in your organs. All right. And Jesus even fasted on water because it says when he was done his fast, he hungered. He said, it didn't say he hungered and he thirst. No, he hungered. So he watered. He did a, he had water with him. He was drinking water. All right. It's a no brainer. All right. If anybody knows about the human body, it's Jesus. So fasting. So fasting is one of the main keys in putting off the old man. What does fasting do, Pierre? It helps you put off this old man that we need to put off, all right? Very clear. I've taught on that. I don't have time to get into that. Uh, putting off the old man, crucifying the flesh, all right? So fasting will expose your flesh like nothing else. It really won't. It really will. Just try it, and you'll see it within a few hours or days. I saw it immediately. I saw. I said, wow, this is crazy, all right. I, I, my first, my first attempt to fasting, uh, I, I wanted to do a 40 day fast and I did. I ended up doing a 40 day fast, but I had to three, I did two or three attempts of two to three days and I couldn't do it. I thought I was dying. Seriously. I thought I was dying physically. <laughs> That's how bad it was. And I was not, a, um, I'm not a, I'm not big. I'm not obese or anything. I'm thin. 
and I'm not a glutton. All right. I'm just, I like to eat. Um, I don't live to eat. I live, I, I don't live to eat. I eat to live. All right. So I'm not a glutton. It's not like I'm not always, always eating all the time. No, 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 no. I eat because I need strength. All right. Because you get your energy from food, uh, carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, different things like that, proteins. So, so fasting though, I'll tell you, you get on a fast, you will see, you will see your flash. You will see a part of you that you probably didn't even think existed. All right. Because when you start taking food away from yourself, it's like taking food away from a dog or some animal, a lion or whatever, especially when they're hungry. All right. They're going to go ballistic. They're going to rip your head off. They're going to tear you apart. They're going to do everything they can to get that food into their mouth, out of your hands and into their mouth. All right. And that's what you're going to start seeing. You're going to start seeing reactions, overreactions from you because of the hunger. All right. And that's what we want to kill. We want to kill those things that are in you that should not be in you. All right. Because you have a new nature. Your spirit has been recreated. But at the same time, you've got to deal with the soul. The soul is part of the mind, the will, the emotions. If you want to see your emotions go ballistic, you want to see your emotions just go, ah, you know, start fasting and you're going to see it real quick. All right. So fasting will do that, all right? Now, it's not just about fasting, all right? And you got to go easy when you're fasting too. Don't start doing all this exercise and all these different things like that. No, don't do that, all right? You got to kind of take it easy, all right? Even go for nice walks, prayer walks. But fasting, you got to you got to you got you got to grow into this. You're going to have to grow into fasting. I had to grow into it. What works, what doesn't work? Uh, fasting in the summertime is different from fasting in the wintertime here. We have winter, very cold months, January, February, uh, very cold. All right, because we're in Canada. All right. So let's move on here to the tongues. All right. So we've got fasting. All right. So uh, yes, I suggest you guys get into 40 day fast. But if you can only start with a one, two, three, four days uh, fasting, that's fine. But just keep at it. Then we get into the tongues, all right? Speaking in tongues, all right? So I, I believe a lot of uh, the people that are kind of follow missionary enterprise, they already have the gift of tongues. If you don't, then you just got to believe it in. There's nothing you can do. Don't start begging God for tongues. Just get into the word, what the word says about tongues and uh, believe God for them. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So let's see what tongues do, all right? So tongues in 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 4, it says that the one who speaks in tongues is not speaking to man, but to God. All right. So that's number one. So when you're speaking in tongues, you're speaking to God. All right. Because that's his language. All right. Number one. But also it says by the spirit, you're speaking secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. That's amplified. All right. So that's great. So you're speaking mysteries, all right? That's part of your inoculation too, all right? That's part of your inoculation, all right? And then in verse 4, it says, the one who speaks in these tongues, not diversities of tongues in 1 Corinthians 12, no, 1 Corinthians 14, you're edifying yourself, all right? You're strengthening, you're building yourself up, all right? And one of the ways you're building yourself up is when God gives you the revelation, all right? So 
We've got the putting off the old man, the fasting, which has to do with, which will assist or which is conducive to putting on the new man. All right, because there's no deception in the new man. I should have said that before, but there's no deception in the new man. And most preachers, uh, a lot of them, I'll tell you, they're preaching out of the old man. All right. Uh, and they don't even know it. They don't even know the difference between the old man and the new man. All right. So you're putting off the old man to put on the new, to assist to putting on the new man. You're speaking in tongues. We're talking about hours a day. You know, you got to start somewhere, but you got to speak hours a day, every day, hopefully. All right. And the last part I want to look at, this is very, very, very critical. All right. Regarding, um, uh, assimilating, assimilating the word, assimilating the word of God as a seed, right? So assimilating means simply to, 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 to sow the word, ingest the word, to get it on the inside of you. All right. Like people, you know, the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. So a lot of Christians, they conform to this world by assimilating to the things of the world. All right. You got r bad company. You, I mean, bad friends, whatever. You, you surround yourself by things that you should be looking at. If you're in that environment long enough, it's going to creep in. These things are going to creep in. That's what it says in, um, in the parables of the sower. Uh, a desire for other things creeps in and chokes the word. Well, that's part of the assimilating process. All right. So we want to assimilate the word. We want to assimilate the word. All right. We want to ingest the word. We want to get the word on the inside of us. All right. Now, it's not just the word. And this context is regarding who we are in Christ, what we are in Christ, who Christ is, all these different things like that. So basically, it's a big part of the New Testament. We want to assimilate it. But also, what we want to do is we want to assimilate whole chapters. Whole chapters. And I mean whole chapters. So you even take Colossians. All right. Colossians and Ephesians are my two favorite epistles, but I assimilate them all. All right. Because they're all important. They're all important. All right. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all important. The New Testament, it's all important, all right? But I love Colossians and Ephesians because it has a lot, many references to who and what we are in Christ, all right? So assimilating, let's, let's take Colossians because it's shorter than Ephesians, all right? Ephesians is six chapters. Colossians is only four chapters. So how do you assimilate Colossians? How do you assimilate it? I'll tell you how do you assimilate it. <laughs> you read it over and over and over, all right? Now you read the whole epistle, not just one chapter, not just one, two chapters, not just a couple verses. No, from Colossians chapter one, all the way to the end of chapter four, you read it over and over. You meditate it. You look at it. All right. Reading it out loud, not screaming it or anything like that, but just reading it, you know, over and over and over. And I say, I say, start with a hundred times. All right. So it depends how many hours you do this a day, uh, how many days per week you do this. But don't go to anything else. Don't go to any other epistles. Don't go to any other parts of the Bible. Stick to Colossians. All right. For let's say if you want to do it 100 times, 200 times, uh, it could take you uh, two weeks. It could take you a week. It depends how many times you do it, how many times you read through Colossians in one day. 
all right? If you if you end up doing eight to 12 hours, then you'll get through it quicker, but do it slowly, but assimilate the whole epistle, all right? So you can get the, the epistle on the inside of you. And then that's where the Holy Spirit is going to start interpreting that epistle for you the way he intended that epistle to be understood by for you and not only for you, but for you to teach it, all right? So that way, when you read, like, let's say you read uh, one verse, let's say you got your pet your your pet verse, your, your favorite verse in Colossians, uh, let's say chapter 2, you got any verse, whatever, uh, let's say even chapter 2, verse 4, all right. Say, I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. This fits in perfectly with what I'm teaching. Now, you need to understand that verse in context in what it was written. All right. So you need to understand it in context with the verses before it and the verses after it. All right. So some people go back three, four, five verses back and forward. Well, to me, that's not good enough anymore. That's just not good enough anymore. I want to understand that verse in the whole context of that chapter, but even better, the whole epistle. That's the way I am. I am extremely stubborn in that way. And I will not teach something unless I know I've got a partial revelation uh, of, of a specific verse, and then I'll teach it in context with everything else around it. All right? So that's a big part of your inoculating yourself against deception. Because most deception takes place when you're teaching the word out of context. Out of context. All right? So you're, it's a false interpretation. All right? So you're teaching a verse. You never teach one verse. Give me a break, man. You never teach on just one verse. I've seen it all the time. They do it all the time. But it's wrong. You don't teach the Bible. You don't teach on one verse, man. You teach the whole counsel of God, and you teach that verse in the context that it was written in. All right? That's a big part. All right? So we need to learn how to do these things, and we need to give ourselves over to it. Because, you know, these guys, they're preachers. They want to get on the Internet. They like to see themselves on the Internet. Personally, I don't like doing the stuff on the Internet uh, for different reasons, but God has opened up the door years ago uh, with the internet, and he gave me other words later on about the internet, the media, and all that, so I got to get ready for it. You know, I'm not a public person. I don't like to look at myself on a video, whatever, like some preachers do. They like to look at themselves preaching and how they dress and all that. I'm not into that whatsoever. Never have been, but it's part of my calling, all right? And a big part of my calling is to bring correction to the church. Reformation. This is a big part of it. I'll be teaching a lot of this uh, to conferences, preacher conferences, teacher, leaders, leadership conferences, to get people to doing these things regarding um, your inoculation or you're protecting yourself against false doctrine, but even protecting yourself against yourself in teaching wrong doctrine. All right? So I think I did a pretty good job overall for the for the short uh, moment of time that we've used this morning. So you got to get this word. That's a big part with the fasting and the tongues and something else I learned. It took me a while to get used to this, but I can do it pretty good now. I can actually read the word, like read it with my eyes and inside of me, you know, where you're talking to yourself. I can actually read the word and pray in tongues at the same time. Yeah. 
I, it was hard. Oh, God, I couldn't even do it. I said, how do you do that? And Dave was talking about it. And, and uh, so I started practicing every day. And then I go to prayer meetings and they'd all be up there hollering and all this and jumping around and all that. And I'd just be sitting at the back, uh, being quiet, basically praying not too loud, tongues, and reading Ephesians over and over and over for like two, three, four hours. Or I'd go outside in the hallway and I'd sit down in a chair just to get away from all the noise. And that's what I'd be doing. And I can do it now. I can do it. It's like listening to the word. You got the word on a, uh, on a little recorder. You're listening to it and you're praying in tongues. All right. So that's great. You're doing two things. That's multitasking. You know, you're doing two things at the same time. So why not? So do three things, do three things at the same time. Pray in tongues fast and assimilate the word. That's why I'm using just three keys out of the five keys. I don't want to get into the other two keys. All right. So this is key, very key to inoculating yourself. Uh, against deception, against wrong interpretations of scriptures, because when you start teaching on one verse and it's out of context, that's where you get into falsehood. That's where you're getting into false doctrine. And uh, I don't want to be judged for that on that great day. I don't want to be judged for having taught the word of God wrong. Wow. Imagine that. All right. Imagine teaching God's word wrong to God's people. Imagine that. You don't think there's an accountability to that? Well, you don't know God and you don't know the word. All right. So I think I'm done. Kind of short, but I think we covered a lot of ground. There's lots of stuff in there. And uh, I've got some uh, I've got some other notes for the next uh, live streams, which will probably won't be till early next week because today's already Thursday. And uh, I got to get back into the word praying. I got to get ready for wherever the Lord wants to send me next and what he's got in mind regarding open doors and different things like that. So I want to thank you for your time, those who follow this uh, ministry. And uh, it's all about discipleship. It's about reforming, bringing reformation, defender of the faith. All right. That's a big part of it. Making sure that we're preaching the gospel, the full gospel, not another gospel, not another Jesus like we, we have. We have a lot of preachers. They're teaching. They're saying things about Jesus that 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 is not even true. You know, I I mean, I read something yesterday. It's like, wow, really? And this guy has got a big ministry and uh, on social media, and uh, so I made some notes of that. And these are things I'll be touching down the road. So I don't want to get into it now. So I don't hold back. Uh, everything I've learned, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it available for free. Uh, the Lord. All right. Broadcast. Pause. Sorry about that. I had a call. Got to go. Anyhow, we'll talk to you guys. Thanks for listening and uh, walk in the fullness of your sonship by walking in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God. All right. Shalom and amen.